Hey guys, welcome back to Slightly Spiritual. It's just Allie and Cindy today, but we are happy to be here with you. Hey guys, it's a Saturday, different day for us to record. I know. Well, we, you know, we have a guest this week during our normal recording slot. So we wanted to get in um, a solo episode for the two of us this week before we have a guest come on, but I'm, I'm super excited. It's been a while since we've had, we had Lauren, but like, I think Lauren was our first guest in like a long time. So yeah. All right. In the pop culture sphere, it's so funny. There's a lot that's happened in the last couple of weeks. That's all under the spirituality umbrella. So we're going to do a little bit of spiritual pop culture to kick us off. Um, Starting with, there was this video, um, one of the New York magazines, it might've actually been the New Yorker photographed Drew Barrymore in this cute little meditation room she has in her house. And I loved it because it literally is just this teeny tiny little bedroom in her closet. So crazy. And I think she, in the article, she talks about how she, um, uses it to quote unquote, like fall back on, like when she's struggling with something in her life, Mm -hmm. she goes in that room and just is surrounded by all these like uplifting messages or mantras or affirmation statements, or just things she wants to remember about herself or her life. Um, Mm -hmm. which I think is really cool because sometimes it's hard in the moment when you're manifesting and when the thing you really, really want is like not showing up to still keep that vibration of, yeah, it's coming. And so she literally has a room that she like goes into that just surrounds her in this energy of it. I mean, it's basically like, it's like a vision board kind of like times a thousand or or like amped up, you know? Uh, But I mean, she's really successful and has a great show and has all the things. So I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I also thought it was cool because I think it's something that like, even though she's Drew Barrymore with like this you know, talk show and like acting career and like A-list celeb and all the things like it's something that's super accessible for every individual, Mm -hmm. no matter where you are in the world. Like literally it was this little tiny closet that she can take like one step into and shut the door. And I think we all have a closet like that in our house, you know? Um, And like the whole sides of it, like if you Google it, honestly, it'll probably pop right up so you can see what we're actually talking about. But hundreds of like post-it notes and photos and sayings like just taped all over the walls and sometimes we need like a jarring Mm -hmm. you know like step full body into what we're trying to manifest moment because when you feel like you're kind of like either like the universe is against you or like you know you're coming up against like a brick wall you need that reminder sometimes like no 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 no, I can do this I can keep going you know so on and so forth so I thought it was a really cool thing yeah it's funny. Um, my very dear friend, bestie and I, Lindsay, um, yes. she, we make a joke and I'm like her, I'm like, like, you know, godmother to her kid, blah, blah. So like, we always make a joke when we're trying to manifest, like she's really good at manifesting sometimes better than me, but she mm. has a practice of where she like writes it on a sticky note or a post-it note. And like, when mm-hmm. I ask her for help for manifesting, cause it's also fun to have friends like hold space for mm-hmm. something for yourself when you're struggling for you. And I'll like joke about it. I was like, oh, you didn't make a sticky note about it, did you? And she's like, no, I didn't do a post-it for that one. And I was like, yeah, you gotta make a post-it on that one. And then every time she does, the post-it comes true. She puts it in her kitchen. Like it's wild. Like there's That's something funny. to it. Yeah, yeah, we joke about it. I'm like, can you make a post-it for me, please? Like I literally like beg her to do I it. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So there's um, something to it. I've seen it happen. Yeah. 
Well, it's like I, when I was really sick, I used to write post-it notes and I used to put them on my bathroom mirror. So I would see them every day. Yes. I gotta get back into that now that you bring that up. Yeah. Uh It's such a good, easy practice. So easy. So easy. Very cheap, very affordable, you know, and it works. Yeah. I love that. A little life hack for everybody. Yes. That was a good life hack, Cindy. Thanks. Um, But yeah, so if you haven't seen it, Google the Drew Barrymore meditation room on a very similar note. I was watching a clip of actress Shane Mitchell on one of those big podcasts this past week. I don't remember which one it was. Honestly, they kind of all look the same to me now. But she was talking about before she landed Pretty Little Liars, which was like kind of her breakout show and like role, how she basically took like a wall of her house and made like a vision board. And it had everything on it that like she hoped and dreamed of, like everything from like photos to cutouts from magazines to like down to like the type of car she wanted someday to like the type of handbag she wanted someday to like the travel and the way she wanted to live her life and so on and so forth. And she was talking about how slowly but surely each one of those things, like every single one she got. And she attributes a lot of it to being like really intentional with manifesting. Next one, I will let Cindy talk about. And of course she had already seen it when I sent it to her, but if you've been a longtime listener of Slightly Spiritual, you know that we love Shit's Creek. Cindy obsessed. and I love Shit's Creek. We're obsessed. We literally still watch it. We love it. And Dan Levi had his aura photo done. I know. I know. Fortunately, unfortunately, not by me, but fortunately, he did it Next anyways. Time. Next time it'll be me. Um, I could put that on my vision board. <laughs> but yeah, he posted like a really, it was the same camera that I used, which was also really cool um, because I could tell from the, by the quality of the photo that it was um, the same camera, which is amazing. Um, he did not share who did it. So I can't give credit to um, the photographer. However, um, there were like so many people like commenting on his like posts and his photos. So I shared it. I've commented on his thing and shared in his stories. There's like big shifts happening for him. Um, it looks like a lot, a new creative idea or endeavor. So I'm like, Oh, please be something like shit's creek. Yes. I know they said they're not going to do it, but in the back of my head, I was like, please, please. be a spinoff. Um, but it does look like new opportunities, new about it, and a new business creative idea. So like, obviously it's not too big of a leap. Like he's probably working on some new stuff, but yeah. it's coming in pretty soon. Like I bet I'm guessing there's something that's going to launch in the next like three to six months, maybe by the end of the year, that it'll be an announcement or something of his based on his aura photo. Um, and I'm not surprised that it was like beautiful, like blues and greens. It's very much like I've been describing blue lately. If I remember correctly from his photo, um, I've been describing as like owning who you are and kind of being unapologetically you. And I really feel like, not that I know him, but over the years as Schitt's Creek has um, come into its own and its fame and everything, I really feel like he has kind of owned himself and like, you know, just been unapologetically him and photo shoots and interviews and all the things. So um, it's really cool to see, you know, I think he's a great expander for anybody. Um, but yeah, it was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool, I think I got sent that by no less than like a dozen people. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> oh, I'm sure everyone, as soon as they sent it to you was like, yes. or saw it, like sent it to you and was like, Oh my yeah. God, Cindy, which I appreciate. I so appreciate. So, um, yeah, I posted my stories and tagged him, but he didn't respond or comment, but that's okay. I'm sure. I think he was getting overwhelmed. There was like so much. Oh my stuff. God, yeah. I also think it's so good for the, I don't want to say industry, but awareness maybe of aura photos um, to yeah. have someone like that mainstream in the, in pop culture posting mm-hmm. about it. So I also think it's really cool for like the business or my, or like the industry. Yeah. Know. Oh, I, I definitely think it is. Um, it's just, it's such a great tool for people that I don't even think 
it's like unless you know somebody who's done it or you're really good friends with somebody like how I am with you it's like how would you know about it you know yeah. it's definitely becoming more mainstream which I'm grateful for but it's a good tool for people to access yeah I did a party last night for like 30 something women it was like a bachelorette or we got bachelorette like bridal shower combo type of thing it was That's beautiful cool. yeah and like no one had heard of it like I was like how I'm like and they all and a lot of them live in Chicago some of them are from out of town and stuff and they're like young hip you know, thirties yeah. early, like they were really cool people and they were, none of them heard of it. I'm like, you guys, I'm like, Oh, oh my God. God. I'm like, I feel like I'm failing the world. I'm like, how have people still not heard about this? But anyways, Oh my God. That's so funny. Well, yeah. It was so funny, but so it's, I'm always like, it. I'm always like, Oh, there are still people who haven't done it before. Like, it's just yeah. kind of mind boggling to me. Cause I see yeah. it so much and do it so often. So little reminder. Yeah, no, it's funny to think about. Um, last pop culture reference was so a couple of weeks ago um inks and I don't know how you pronounce her last name I think it's her full name's Christina Najar but like I feel like kind of everybody knows who Tinks is now I didn't even um, know she had a last name I thought she was like yeah. Madonna Beyonce T- I mean like I didn't I didn't know she had Tinks. a last name like not even kidding you did not did That's not know so funny um yes she does have a last name Thankfully, um, she is not. I mean, I'm sure Madonna does too. But I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure Beyonce does as well, but I do not know. Actually, Beyonce's I probably know. I remember from when she grew up. But anyways, yeah, sorry. sidebar. So funny. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's her full name. But she just goes by Tinks, and so she actually also like kind of interesting, just like generally an interesting person to talk about here with like manifesting and everything that goes into it. Because I started following her initially like literally years and years and years and years ago before she was like an internet personality because she was a writer for modern luxury new york and i'm a publicist right and um she posted one day that she like had started a tiktok and i started following her tiktok literally when she had like 300 followers and i thought she was hysterical so funny was obsessed with her i think like literally the first week she was on tiktok she gained like 3000 followers and then it just kept like snowballing from there um so i just find that whole thing just totally fascinating like she's talked about how she did it and like basically how when we went into lockdown for like covid she kind of was like well fuck it like it's now or never like you know like it's either I put myself out there now or, you know, I'm never going to do it. And it worked out for her, but she wrote her first book called the shift and it's a book about dating. So I will probably not be reading it. However, I will be reading um, it. <laughs> it does seem like a really good book like about it though. And I'm I was watching, literally ordering it right now. Yes. And then we can discuss after you read it. Um, because I loved the point that she made that I was watching once again, another clip of her on, I don't know if it was Drew Barrymore or Good Morning America or like something. Um, it was like Jenna and Hoda or whatever, but she was talking about dating and how the whole idea for her book, The Shift literally came from, she was dating and she was super unhappy and she was like, why am I so unhappy? Um, and she was like, it clicked she was like, it clicked. I had this shift. And she's like, I realized I was constantly asking myself, like, does he like me? Does he like me? Does he like me? But I was never stopping to ask myself, do I like him? Or like, what do I like about him? Or like, what is the give and take here? Or she's like, we're as women, we're just so worried about like, does he like me? Does he like me? Does he like me? And not like 
do I like him? And I just was like, yes, I feel like that's something that like every single person needs to hear because it's so true. And I even hear it like from my girlfriends that are single. Um, So that also I just found so interesting and it ties a little bit into our guest um, that we're having this next week and it'll probably be a two-part episode, which I'm super excited about. Um, And it's all about tapping into a positive way into your divine feminine energy. Um, And then we'll also be deep diving into the difference between grounding, grounding and rooting on your spiritual path um, and how that kind of goes as you live your life. But I thought that was just an interesting tidbit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I've also heard that mentioned by the We Met at Acme podcast, who I'm obsessed with. Lindsay Matz is her name. I love her. Um, but anyway, she's all about dating and single, but she says the same thing. She's like, actually, you should, you know, when you're going on a date, you should date like you already have a boyfriend. Like you have, like, they need to convince you why they're better than the person mm-hmm. that you already like picture yourself with, or that if you imagine you've already had a boyfriend, like they got to be better than that vision. You know yeah. what I mean? Or like basically the same thing of like, they, date like they have to prove to you why you should be continue dating them not the other way around not like you walk in and be like okay I have to convince them that they're I'm great and I'm funny and I'm beautiful yeah. and blah 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 and it's like no like own yeah. that already and like make them you know kind of figure out if you're right for that or if they're right for you you know what I mean so yeah well, it even reminds me now that we're talking about this of like when we do our lives, I feel like there's so many people that have questions for you about like, does he like me? Is this the one? Is it going to work out? It, why do I have this like weird feeling or like whatever it is? And I've heard you say before, like, if you have to ask that question, like you need to dive deeper on that. Yeah. So it's so true. Yeah, it's so true. So true. Um, I was talking to someone last night about this, like someone's aura photo. And I was like, oh, you're dating someone. She was like, yeah. And then I was like, is it new? She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, you have to go through this. And she goes, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you have to go through this. Like you have to go through this relationship because it's really close to what you want. But if it's not the right thing, I'm like, don't get only your boyfriend get in the way of your yeah. husband. And yeah. she was like, oh my God. She's like, am I supposed to break up with him? I was like, that is not what I said. I'm saying yeah. like, you have to decide if this guy's right for you, not the other way around. Yeah. And she was like kind of getting insecure and everything. And I was like, I don't know. I'm like, oh I can't, you know, like we're doing a five minute or here. Like I'm, I'm not gonna be able to go. Yeah. Like, all this stuff, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like you need a full sash. Yeah. I'm like, you need a full, you just need more time. Like we, I have to get to other people. So it was just like, lots of dating is coming up. I mean, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's always, I mean, love and work, right. Or career. So Mm -hmm. like dating, love career, always the two biggest topics, like always, uh, I was going through a wave of work like a week ago. And then this whole week's been dating, like love relationships, Mm -hmm. romance, dating, and everyone, it's just been insane. So, um, we'll see what happens. I think it's because we're getting closer to like the summer solstice, which is going to reveal a lot. And then that's on June 21st. And then there's the node switching in July, which is a big astrological event that we could probably get someone on to talk about it more. And then Mm -hmm. this year is all about partnership. So which we've talked about before on the podcast. So it's just going to be very interesting back half of the year. And then, um, little teaser, I'm going to try, not try, I'm going to working with someone to maybe launch like a love kind of like container thing for people who are really mm. wanting it to like help people. Cause it's just so hard and one and done, even in like yeah. this conversation or one podcast or one book or whatever. It's like, you need time to hold space for like all the things that you're wanting. So yeah. We'll see what happens. Oh, I um, like it. Late summer, fall, maybe. So love that. Yeah. It feels very aligned for you and for, for the sure. community. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, all right. So, and then really the rest of this is just kind of like a brain dump. So I was in Italy for over two weeks, same thing as last year. And I, I think maybe we talked about it um, when I got back last year, but just kind of had like this crazy, like spiritual experience last year and like had very, very similar things this year. And also wanted to touch on like the religious aspect of like Italy, specifically Rome, because we just obviously had Lauren O'Connell on and we yes. talked all about the Bible and astrology and all of these things. And then, um, it wasn't something we originally were going to do, but we ended up going to the Vatican, not only going to the Vatican, but getting into the Vatican. Um, so it just was like super, super, super interesting, but, um, on the plane home from Italy, I was for the first time I looked at my astro cartography around Italy and specifically Sicily. I had no idea I had a line going through Italy and Sicily zero. I actually have two had zero freaking idea. Literally though, I, my mind was like blown sitting on the plane reading this because it was an exact match with like how I feel when I'm there and how I feel when I get back. It just is wild. So I feel like we've said this a couple of times that we have to get somebody on the podcast to talk about astrocartography because it's some of those things where like, I don't fully understand it, but it's so freaking fascinating. I think I'm just so going to sidebar this. I think it's fascinating when you have lines through cool places. If you're someone like yeah. me that has, excuse my language, but shit lines through shit places, it's not that cool. Moving on. Sorry. Sidebar. So if anyone here is looking at their <laughs> astrocartography and they're like, I don't know what Allie's talking about. I'm with you because mine suck. The end. <laughs> don't yours though. They all go through like where Atlantis was or something. Yeah. They're like in the middle of fucking ocean, which yeah, I'm not going to go to the wild. middle of fucking ocean. I know, but like, no, that's not going to help me wild. now. Like. Anyways, I digress. Continue. But it is cool. It is cool. If you have lines through cool places and you can go sit on them and like, or not yeah. sit, but like visit them and then come back. Yes. Cause it is a very, as you said, almost like religious, spiritual, spiritual yes. is a better word, spiritual experience. So it's yeah. cool to hear, like, I could have to live vicariously through you because I don't yeah, get I mean, to I'll do- keep checking them and let yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. So wait, which ones do you have? To- I interrupted you. What, so what do you have to do Sicily and like, what was it like being there? And then also on the way or when you got back. So my line that goes like literally directly through Sicily, like borderline almost on where like Shaka is, which is where my family, my mom's family's from. I have Chiron. Um, and it basically says that like the longer contact you have with this line and this specific place, it alters like your deep understanding of this of yourself and it also alters how you appear in the world and how you basically see the world. So it says Chiron energy is good for discovering and defining yourself, but it focuses on your shadow side, which I absolutely see and understand, but like weirdly enough, not in a bad way when I'm there. Um, And it basically talks about how Chiron can like provoke like a deep conflict involving like pain, suffering, old wounds resurfacing, but allowing yourself to become open to them, aware of them and like changing your attitude around them. Mm. Um, And also like altering your behavior and then therefore like old patterns and old um, wounds kind of like dying out. Um, Yeah, which is like super, super interesting. And then it also talks about how 
when you're here, this line, like it, so number one, if you're somebody who's kind of on like the meeker, quieter side, like is already a little bit of a loner, like I guess this is not a good line to live near, which like I can definitely go both ways depending on my mood. So it says to avoid it if so. However, it literally says if you are involved in any act of healing or are a healer, doctor, or therapist, then basically this is a very good thing for you to live upon because it makes you go into like have these like very specific decisive insights which like I absolutely get when I'm there which I found super super interesting and then my other line that goes um like parallel to Sicily is Saturn and it once again talks about um undergoing like an evaluation period um and how like for some reason, this Saturn line, although it can lead to solitude, it's in relation to like producing positive results. It also talks about how like you might have a lot of contact with like elderly people, which like my whole family over, over there is very old. So like that makes sense. Um, and then it also talks about like there's an air of like seriousness, an air of like sense of duty, um, a place of like morals, like developing like very firm beliefs um developing like influence um and then it talks about how if you lean towards like the shadow side of this line you can become like very judgmental very difficult um you can become very like blocked very um have like reputational damage like all kinds of weird stuff but that's like if you lean in I guess to the shadow side of that line so not that I'm an astrologer or uh, astrocartography like guru but I think that's the same with like any line just for anyone who's like looking at their lines or like pulling it up or being curious about it right now like it's just like with any planetary aspect or any astrological sign you could there's a high vibe and a low vibe you know it can lean and Lauren and myself and you talk about that all the time of like it can lean one way or the other depending on like you know, or, or you can be pulled one way or another. And it's like a choice to choose the yeah. higher vibe and the learning versus being pulled into like some of the, you know, depression or stress or whatever it is that that line will pull you towards. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So wait, how did that relate to your trip or how did that relate to your experience? So it's interesting for me. Cause like, I like last year, as I think, you know, when we went to Sicily, I was like very stressed about it. I was like, very, very stressed about it, very anxious about it and ended up going and having not only like a great time, but like a lot of kind of like release came from it. I think a lot of like karmic release, um, things of that nature, a lot of like very difficult relationships became better. Um, and have like definitely, I mean, it ebbs and it flows, but like for the most part have remained like pretty positive. Um, But I noticed like last trip and this trip with certain people and like certain things from the past, like I have these really intense flashbacks of things that like really, really, really hurt me that I have like all of this anger and like um, kind of like tumultuousness like built up inside of myself around and it's funny because my husband last year, my husband didn't go this year. My husband came with us, which was lovely. And I said to him one day, I was like, I'm having like all of these flashbacks to like all of these things from the past, like, you know, like five, six years that just are so like painful. And I don't know why I'm having all these flashbacks to these things. And, um, 
I still am kind of like working through it even now that I'm back, but it definitely looking back on these things as someone that is a little bit healthier and is a little bit more healed mentally and physically, it definitely has made me look at them in a different light through these flashbacks. Like I don't just look at them and I'm like, oh my God, how dare they? I'm so angry, right? Like I'm like, oh, I understand now that like when this was said or when this was done, that they were in a place of discontent and panic and not thinking rationally. And like, it's not excusing the behavior, but it's understanding it more, Mm -hmm. which I think is something that I really needed to take away from certain things that like have happened in the past that like, it's not always easy to address, you know, things that have hurt you with family, right? Like sometimes you're just like, oh my God, like, it's just going to open up you know, this whole thing and nobody's going to take accountability anyway. It's like, I'm the only one doing the work and like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like a lot of people hopefully understand that, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, so there's that. And then like the second piece of it for me is, and I think we'll kind of like get into this as we talk about like all of my notes too, but I get these very, um, like I know last year, I think this is what we covered on the podcast last year was like my clarity with the other side last year was like nothing I've ever experienced before. Like it was so crystal clear, so easy to receive messages. Um, so easy to like contact to the point where like, I think I maybe talked about this in the podcast recording last year, but like literally last year I had like people in my bedroom at night and I was like, you have to like get the fuck out of here. Like I like can't. And, um, Cause I am someone where I will say, unfortunately, cause I do not enjoy it. If I do not have good enough boundary set, I do see people from the other side and I don't like it. Um, but so like, but like, that's how easy the communication is. And when I'm in the U S it sounds so weird, but it is just like, not that way for me, even though I try, like I'm still trying. Um, but I get these like really deep downloads and these really deep like insights and just this clarity around like who I am, what I want for myself, where I'm meant to be going, like what I'm meant to do. Um, And I really left this trip feeling that way, number one, but number two, all of these insights just on like how we live, like why the way we live, like why we live the way we live. um, And like my own kind of like attitude shifts for better or worse, like around how I either like deal with people or like attitudes or like situations. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's like how I relate to those specific lines, I guess. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'll go now I'll circle back to the Vatican. Um, so we went to the Vatican, super interesting. I personally like did not feel anything like emotionally there. That's just me though. But like definitely like appreciated the art, like the ceramics, the paintings, like was beautiful. Um, but so if you've ever been to the Vatican, it's like, I guess if you've never been to the Vatican, it's super interesting to like walk in the front of the actual like building. And to the right, there are these like massive doors that are cement, like literally it's like cement, one side of them is cemented shut. And there's these like, you know, velvet ropes around the inside and the outside. And are we like this day, we had a translator with us and 
um, he's actually the one that got us in. And he was telling us basically that those doors are for good Catholics only. I kid you not. Every 25 years, I was, my mind, Cindy, was blown when I heard this. Because I think we've already talked about this. I've already said it. I have no issue with religion. I myself am a Christian. I was raised Catholic, so on and so forth. I think there's a lot of hypocrisy across all religions, not just Catholicism before I say what I'm going to say. But so every 25 years, the Pope and like his peeps pick certain individuals that they have deemed good Catholics to walk through these doors. And apparently it completely absolves you of all of your sins, like for your life. Have you ever heard of this? I have not, but I have a feeling the reason why it's not mainstream knowledge is because it sounds very elitist and very, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Like, like, I don't know. Elitist is the best word I guess I can think of, but. Well, I said, and like, obviously there's not a way to fact check me on this, but I said to the tour guide, I was like, so being like a quote unquote, like really good Catholic, I'm like, how do they find them? Is it related to like monetary donations? Like, and he was like, probably. And he was like, oh, that's, and I, so I just like literally then, of course, that was the first thing I saw when I got into the Vatican. Then that's all I could think about the rest of the time I was. Well, how could you not? Like how it's like girls on steroids. Yes. Like I know so many people that are number one, amazing human beings. Number two, like they are very devout Catholics. And I'm like, wait, so like, they're not getting pit. Like it just, I don't know. It's just something about it. I was like, this is so weird. I've never heard of this before. Um, also wait, so sidebar. I feel like they, that's another thing they stole from like the Druids and the pagans because they yes. used to go to the stone circles again, stone walls and doors and things or not walls and doors but like and walk through them to for these ceremonies on the solstices and the equinoxes and i feel like the catholic church just took it made it really elite and hid it mm-hmm. from everybody and like you know i don't know that's the kind of stuff that i like can't so stand. yes i agree with you um totally agree with you on that and how it's pulled from other things so the second thing before i forget to say it that I also thought was wild was so the Sistine Chapel right at the Vatican you're not allowed to take photos whereas like in the Vatican you're allowed as long as you're quiet and there's no flash photography or like clicking you're allowed to take all the photos you want so it turns out you're not allowed to take photos of the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel is because Japan owns the copyright I'm not joking you like they sold the copyright what <laughs> So you're not so like an individual take... person in Japan. No, I have to look this up. No, no, no. Like, well, so I actually, I don't know if it's the country or oh. if it's an individual person, but okay. yeah, they sold the copyright to it. So that's why like online, all of the photos of it are copyrighted. So, and then my third like... thing, which is. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're good. You go. Well, I was watching this thing and I don't know. I saw, I went on like a deep dive one of these days on Instagram, you know, something came up and there's, there was this, um, guy talking about, um, he's starting a company or has started a company that essentially lets public people buy huge, like, like, um, uh, uh, I've got my words today or I'm so tired. Um, like create like important work, like the Mona Lisa. It basically would let yes. regular people, like it was a company all going on the stocks for the Mona Lisa yes. 
keep it. And then like in 10 years, or let's say 20 years, they decide to sell the Mona Lisa. Like you'd sell a company, like, you know, like yeah. you sell Google or whatever. And then everyone who has a piece in the share would then make whatever money they make on it over time. Yeah. And so where this is obviously something that the rich do, like the Uber rich do all, and yes, the elite people all the time, he's created like an app or a website or a company or whatever that's supposed to bring it to the mainstream. It's very like new. And of course there's like a lot of things that people are like, well, what if it doesn't do well? And yeah, just like when you play the stock market with a company, the same thing with a piece of art, but it was yeah. interesting. So this made me think of that when you said the Sistine Chapel, like that basically the work of art or like NFTs, it's like people, mm-hmm. not people, but like, well, I guess people are trying to figure out like how to make money off all these things. And it just, it's just, it's a little wild. It's a little wild, yeah. but also like, Hey, I mean, if you can get in on it or if you want to, yeah. get on it, it's a great way to do it. So I don't yeah. know. It's just something I never would have thought of. Like the same thing with the door. Like you never no. would have thought about either. No. Um, and then tying this all back to our episode with Lauren about the Bible and astrology and religion and astrology. So it was super interesting. We went under the Vatican into like where all of the popes and like saints are buried basically, which was, I found it very creepy. Um, but it was super interesting. So down there, there was absolutely no photography or anything allowed. And I like did not break the rule. Cause, like, I don't need weird karma from that. But when you walk in like right to the right, there was this piece of marble that was carved with the phases of the moon in it. And all of these like super bizarre symbols that I did not recognize, but I just was like, oh, that's super fascinating that like, and that like, that's there like present in the church. and it was from, I guess, whatever church was there, like before they built the Vatican, because they like salvaged as much as they could. Yeah. Um, and like the fish, like I know we had talked about with the Lauren. whole like Pisces and fish thing. Yeah. yeah. With Lauren everywhere, everywhere. Whoa. Um, so yeah, I was, I'm so happy we recorded that episode like before we went, because it was just so fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, I mean, I enjoyed the Vatican I mean, I, like I said, it didn't move me at all, like emotionally, but I also didn't get anything like negative from there where it's like, and I'd be curious to hear from anybody else who listens that's been to Rome when we went to, we were there for four days and we only did like touristy stuff one day because DJ and I had never been like literally when we went to the Coliseum, like I couldn't even go near it. It just was such an imminent, like literally it gave me a headache like we were in and we were out not even in like we were around and we were out um so that I had that at the Coliseum at there was like this old zoo where basically I I didn't know this I guess the like Roman emperor used to like import animals in from Africa and like one in every two animals would die because of the conditions they like yeah and then they would like bring these animals in to like fight to the death and like kill people and all this shit and I'm like how dark, like, why do people want to see this? Like, I understand it's a part of history, but like, why does anybody like think that this is like a cool place to go see? Like it literally gave me a horrible headache. And same thing for me with, um, I'm not going to say it right because I always pronounce it wrong, but the Parthenon, the Pantheon, whatever that other really famous, it's a really famous church and it's beautiful. But I just got like the strangest energy there. Like it just was bizarre. Um, yeah, so I was not, I just was not a fan of the sites that like everybody else was a fan of. Um, and I feel like I really had to like clear myself after. Yeah. I mean, when you say everybody else, do you mean everyone else in your party that was with you? Did they love it? Or do you just mean everyone else like the world culture? 
No, like my, my mom is obviously the same way. She didn't get it as badly as I did, but I also like, okay. I don't know if it's cause she's been there before or DJ and my dad, of course, are like, you know, everything goes over their head. They feel nothing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like throngs of people going in, like waiting yeah. to go in, like hanging out, taking photos, like whatever. So I guess I'm talking about everybody in the world and I probably shouldn't generalize it, but, yeah. um, everybody else just acts like it's a normal place, a normal thing. And it's like, in reality, like atrocious things happen there. Like, yeah. I don't want to be near that. No, so, no. Um, I mean, I also just think that if all those other people were new as much as like you did and practiced as much like spirituality and were so in tune with yourself and yeah. so intuitive as you are, they'd probably feel the same way you do. But I do think, I mean, hello, just like we were talking about a minute ago with the aura photos. I just think it yeah. blows my mind sometimes how much like, I shouldn't say how little people know, because I feel like people are so intuitive once they wake up to it, they're like, Oh, and then this, and this, and they're so curious and they love it. Yeah. And like stuff starts to resonate and like, they're getting it. Right. So they're not like yes. people don't get, but it's just the awareness is not there. Yes. And, you know, partly mm-hmm. because we're not taught it as you, as we've talked about before, like we're not yeah. taught these things and we're not given the ability resources mm-hmm. or opportunities to learn about these things. Um, but that's the, that's, I think what's missing in a lot of these beautiful old monuments and stuff is like all the spiritual background and history yeah. and stories. And mm-hmm. yes, yeah, some of them are horrific, but I'm sure it's, some of them are also beautiful too, but we're missing all that. And instead everyone's like, Oh, it's like yeah. this really cool place. It's like really all blah, blah, blah. You know? So I don't know. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. No, but. it's like living in a dream world. Um, yeah, this is also why I don't watch any dystopian things. Cause I'm like, we have no. enough of this in our own history. Like yes, I don't need to be watching a bunch of shows. Someone was like, you should watch silo. And I was like, it's just, dysto- I don't watch any dystopian stuff. Yeah, like, I just, no, I, I could never. Oh my God. I could never. I know people are always like, try it. I'm like, no, yeah, no, I will not do that. I will not. I already don't. I mean, I sleep pretty good, but I already like, no, not happening. Exactly. Yeah. I know. I'm like, I got enough shit to worry about. That's yeah. not one of them. Exactly. Um, All right. And then I think like my last big thing I wanted to talk about on here. And I literally sent Cindy the longest voice note I think that I have ever sent her in the history of our friendship, which is like crazy because Cindy and I. It was a solid five or six minutes. Yeah. I think it was (laughs) almost a six minute long. I think it was almost six minutes. It was like 556 or something. It was a long, it was a long one. It was long. Um, Yeah. But yeah because Cindy that's like one of our main modes of communication is we're like those people that love voice note um but so the our last day in Rome of course we went shopping for most of the day which of course was one of my favorite days and it was like three or four o'clock and my parents were kind of like yeah we're done we're tired like we're going back to the hotel and um DJ and I were like yeah we're gonna stay out and like shop a little bit more and Um, there was this church that I had found online totally randomly. And, you know, I said it earlier, like I've said it in past episodes, like I am not particularly like a religious person and I don't know why, but like, I've never found like solace in a church. Like my mom is one of those people, even though like, she's not religious, she's very spiritual, like Cindy and I, but she's not religious, but she feels at home in a church. She loves going to church. And I just don't feel that way. Um, But for some reason, I was like, so, so drawn to this one church. And it was the church of like Santa del Maria or like something. It was some kind of name like that. 
And so it turns out it was only a 10 minute walk from where we were shopping. So DJ and I were like, yeah, let's like walk over. Why not? So we get to this church, we go inside and I don't know what it was, but I just immediately started sobbing, sobbing, could not stop like uncontrollable, literally sat in this church for an hour and cried, just cried. And, um, you know, was like talking to God and my loved ones and the saints and whatever. And it's like, I got up and like in most churches in Rome and, and most of Italy, like, I don't know if it extends outside of Europe, but like on the sides of the churches, they'll almost have like these alcoves with different like saints in them or like, you know, actual dead saints or like whatever. And so this one had like six of them. So I walked around got to the last one and I'm staring at this painting, this old ancient like oil painting. And I'm like, I swear to God, that's St. Teresa. Like I swear to God, that's St. Teresa. And, but I'm like, no, this is like the church of like Santa Del Maria. Like there's no way. And like, I'm, I don't know if I've ever said this on here before, but I'm named after St. Teresa. That's why my middle name's Teresa. And um, it's funny because earlier sitting in this church I had said to my people I was like send me a sign like why am I supposed to be here why am I having this reaction like what is the deal here and so DJ and I we like had read in the church basically that somewhere in this church there were healing waters couldn't find it to save our lives so we go to go outside and like find these healing waters at this point like we're going to be late for dinner I've sat in this church so long and cried And so we go outside and I look to the left and there's this massive statue of St. Teresa. And I was like, oh my God, that was her inside. Start crying again. And um, just felt this sense of like peace and like everything was okay. And like, I was exactly where I was supposed to be and like this weird, intense connection to this church. Um, And then it turns out like this church was split into like two buildings when they built a road. So like the healing waters Mm -hmm. were across the street. So I went and like basically took a bath in this fountain. Um, And then of course, when we were waiting for our car, we read like a plaque on the side of the building that talked about how it was built in the early 1600s. It originally was dedicated to the Virgin mother. And then it was, I don't know if it was taken under like new, like church leadership or what it was that they rededicated it. It was like in 1673 or 76 or something to St. Teresa. And I like, it literally gives me goosebumps right now talking about I'm covered in goosebumps. Um, It just was like the craziest thing. And I, in my freaking voice note, my six minute voice note to Cindy, I said, I was like, here we are talking about sign your signs and don't, you know, we get these signs. We ask for sign your signs. Uh-huh. Da, 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 and here I am like standing in front of a painting of St. Teresa, like send me a sign. And like, it was right there. And I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just, it wild. was just wild. The whole experience was wild. And I feel like I left just feeling like so at peace and like cleared of like, I don't even know what, and just like lighter, just like yeah. lighter. It was just crazy. That's wild. So that's my like weird, that's like my one like kind of weird, crazy. I mean, but so cool that like you literally found that church simply because you intuitively were looking on Google or whatever, or like, yeah, however you found. And then you're like, we just have to go. And you happen to be nearby at shopping. Like, that's why I always say, 
when it's meant, when something's meant to be like, you were meant to go to that church. You were meant to have that experience. You were meant to see that sign or those signs, plural, because there are multiple statues of her, right? Like the universe mm-hmm. finds a way, like it makes it easy and you didn't have to do anything. It wasn't even out of your way. You just like, there you went. Mm-hmm. Wild. Yeah. Literally. Wild. Yeah. It just, it just was wild. Um, super, super wild. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like going, it's funny because what started out as something that I was like so anxious and like so like stressed over has now turned into something like I look forward to, you know, every year. And yeah. like, it's funny because we like come back to the US and like, I love my home. I love my family. I love my friends. Like, but I just like literally when we leave, I feel like a chunk is like missing. Like, it sounds mm-hmm. so dramatic, but it like genuinely. Yeah. is how I feel when I get back so yeah it's just crazy how our our body and our soul you know knows the world I guess yeah or it I also feel like it like that's the way the soul communicates with us is like mm-hmm. by feeling more at peace and and whole when we're in resonance with something mm-hmm. that is aligned with us vibrationally Like that's what it feels like. It's like whether it's a home or a city or a Mm -hmm. church or a person like your partner in life or whatever, right? Like it feels like a piece is falling into place that you maybe didn't even realize was missing. And it's what that I would describe that as is that you're, you're vibrationally aware of yourself coming into alignment. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I could have never said it that way myself, but that makes sense. Yeah. So that's why when people are like, I don't know where to live. I don't know where to live. I'm like, then you probably haven't been there yet. You probably haven't visited yet. Or you probably haven't like yeah. paused long enough wherever you've been to like, think about like, could I see myself here? You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, and maybe you can't live there right now, but being able to go once a year is a beautiful yeah. experience to be able to kind of bring yourself back into alignment. That's why I think vacations are so important, mm-hmm. uh, to get yourself back into alignment. So then you can continue on the rest of your year. I mean, the goal would be to yeah. not get so out of alignment throughout the year, but I mean, we just yeah. have so much, I know you're in, this is your nose. We didn't get quite get to it, but like, there's so much in the States, like the food and the water yeah. and just so much that like, I yeah. just feel so clear. I had so much. And when I was in Europe this in yeah. March, um, I felt like so clear and I had so much energy and like, yeah. just, I mean, like insane. I wasn't even like sleeping yeah. like that great. The time changed. And I had like, was go, go, go all day long. And it was fine. Yeah. And yeah, you're on vacation and stuff, but we were there for like nine days, like, you know, yeah. and I wasn't tired. Like I, and then you get back to the States and I'm like heavy, like immediately feels yeah. like this heaviness. And I'm just like, Oh my God, yeah. I need this to like lift again. No, so, I'm, I'm yeah. totally with you. I think. And like, so we're not getting up to all of it today, but um, it really just hit me this trip that I was like, Oh my God, like in the U S and I mean, I don't know, maybe other countries, do but I'm like we're like the only ones that live this way like in Italy yeah there's such an importance placed on like family and connection Uh and Uh rest and health and that every August doesn't matter what you do yeah how high powered your job is how casual your job is everyone gets the month of August off to literally to spend with their family Mm -hmm. um and so there's such a there's a lesser rate of um mental health conditions Mm -hmm. of burnout Mm-hmm. of you know all of these things that like are at almost, at almost everybody I know has here 
oh. or like experiences at some point. Yeah. And I just was leaving and like DJ and I were talking about it. I was like, we're the only ones that live this way. This is uh-huh. crazy. I know. We eat shitty ass food. We not us specifically are probably the listeners to this podcast, but like we eat shitty food. We're expected to literally work ourselves to death. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it's crazy. And then meanwhile, like one of my cousins, um, Toto, who's 65, but I kid you not, looks like he's 45 years old. We were shocked, lives on 15 hectares, which is like, I guess their equivalent kind of of like acres, but 15 hectares of olive groves. And he makes olive oil and he sells it to Canada. And they live obviously very simply, very modestly, but like um, just totally different way of life. But like, they're so happy, like truly, they're so happy. They live for so long. They don't have the same issues, you know, that we have here, whether it's physical, mental, et cetera. Um, yeah, it just, I don't know. I'm like, what have we done to ourselves? Maybe someday we'll have a slightly spiritual retreat in Shaka. <gasps> oh my God. Would that not be the dream? We need to put it on our meditation we do, room. We do. We, we, we both you, in your apartment and in my house, I'm going to yeah. find a closet and tape we're it. Gonna, we're going to make it. <laughs> meditation room. We got need it. to start with actually booking a live show first. No. Okay. All right. Baby steps. We got this. We need, I know we're going to make this happen. We're going to make it happen. Anyway, super, super excited to record next week. If you're listening to this um, before we record on Monday, please feel free to send any additional questions in or any questions in about feminine energy or being rooted and grounded and all the things. Anyway, on that note, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you have any questions, send them to us in a DM. And of course I have to ask you to help us grow and reach new members of the slightly spiritual community. Please, please, please go to iTunes and leave a quick and dirty review if you like listening to us. So we will see you next time guys. Bye. Bye.